Hey guys, welcome to another fresh episode of the Capital Podcast. Yes, my name is Remains the Capital DM, and today again I've got uh, also amazing persons. They've been on the podcast last week, and uh, it was fun speaking with them. And today again, I just had to bring them back because I really, we really enjoyed their time with uh, with us right here. Okay, so today once again I've got uh, Faity in the building. Hey, Faity. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good to have you once again. Thank you. I also have uh, Dan in the building. Hey, Dan. Hello. How are you doing now? I'm good. How chilling? Good, good, good. I'm and I've got Kefas. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? I'm Gucci. Yo, <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> Don't leave me. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got Yebo. Hi, Yebo. Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine. Sorry. Mathematician. That's what's up. And I've also got Johnson. Hey Johnson. Hey. Hey guys, what's up? Alright. Okay, so today we want to talk about um African parents and American parents. We want to compare these two persons. We're all Africans, yeah. apart from me. Me too. <laughs> I'm from, I'm from America. Yeah, from, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're all African. We're all from African homes, and yeah. of course, we've had the African background, the African home training, and then, but we also love to, you know, explore and see what's happening outside Nigeria. And so today, we want to compare our kind of home, home bringing with that of the Americans, and let's see where are we getting it right, where are our parents getting it right, and of course, where are they getting it wrong. And you know, no, no one's an island. No one knows it all. But then again, yeah, there's a need to adjust your weakness. Okay, so today we want to talk about African parent versus American parent. And to start off, we're going to be comparing both of them together. So, Faithy, tell us what's your comparison: African parent and American parent. Okay, so for me, um, African parents do not know the thin line between um, discipline and intimidation because. Kids are usually scared to approach their parents in Africa. Mm. You cannot just go straight to your dad and say, Oh, that one man is eyeing me. Hmm. Unlike like an American child can go to their parents and talk about relationship, talk about love. Mm. They are more knitted. They are, you understand? They have this bond with their parents that, you know, you can go and talk about anything with your parents. Anything and like all. that's what affects us in Africa, even when it comes to sexual abuse, because kids are always scared. I would like to tell my father this thing. He will flog me. Hmm. He will deal with me. So like for me that's different. Okay, nice one. Alright, so what about you then? Okay, yeah, uh, I will talk about the let's say the culture. Yeah. We Africa were really into the culture, our parents were really into the old old days culture hmm. and everything and all and we have this belief, fear. Fear of the, should I say, fear of the unknown, hmm. unknown forces, or something like that. So, <laughs> like now, it's about raining. Yeah. There are some people I know, a number of people that, whenever it's about raining, they go into their room and start praying. They don't want to see lightning. They don't want to see thunder. What? And it's not their fault. It's what they've heard when growing up and everything and all the diabolic beliefs mm, and the superstitious beliefs. Yeah. African parents. So African parents they do that a lot. They do that a lot and it really messes with our mind growing up and everything. Yeah. It's when yeah. you've gotten to some stage in life you realize that ah, all these things they are not real. Like growing up growing up, <laughs> I realized that and there's this there's this there's this fear of okay, chicken. If you put a chicken inside a basket cover it for some minute or for some hour when you come when you open the basket you see a snake what? so i never experimented that growing up at all because i it was would, a I, fear. Will. I, would <laughs> I will i will, I will. <laughs> man 
I can't wait. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fearful, so we couldn't do that. But and the, the, that's one thing I like with the um, foreign parent, uh, parents, parents over here, yeah. and all that. They they, they make you explore, mm. make you do things and learn from them. Mm. And now, if you look at likes of. Uh, who, who discover lights, who invented lights, who invented this and everything, you just realize they are all these people because they played with all these little, little things without fear hmm. when growing up and all that. So okay, that's nice one. Alright, Kepas, let's hear you. Okay, so basically we are still talking about the typical Nigerian parent stereotypes. Mm. But like, I would like to talk about um, like the overprotectiveness. Okay, like to a certain extent, like an American child can bring a friend home, maybe a girl be in the room, the parents will enter and see them and they'll be like, wow, how are you doing? What's your name? Can I get you snacks? Yeah. <laughs> can I get you guys anything to eat? Or, but when you come to Nigerian parents, ha ha. Like, no, talk, talk more of like the city room, say, you not carry the girl to your room. And you guys are just in line on the bed, and your parents enter. <laughs> just start praying your last prayer. Cause, <laughs> cause okay. like they also they also bundle you and the girl and beat you guys up. But like compared to like the American parents, they are mm. so welcoming to all those kind of things. And like they will also use that opportunity to educate you on how to protect yourself on all these kind of external influences. Okay, so I want I want to ask this question just. Make, uh, talking about what you said, I want to ask this question. How many of us have ever had the sex talk with our parents? Sex talk? Yeah, you are the only one. Yeah. You're, wow! <laughs> did you, Justin, did you ever have the sex talk with your parents? <laughs> what about you? The only time I had the sex I talk with my parents was uh, in my secondary school. A girl came to the house okay. and my parents uh, were not around. So when they came in, they saw I and a girl in the house, a dog. My dad was so disturbed that when she left, he had to call out for a meeting. I hope nothing happened. His dad, 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 you should know you're all grown up now. Any little touch, any this and everything and all that. And at that point, wow. I even believe if you kiss a girl, she'll get pregnant. Yeah. Oh, they joke yeah. you that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, but like, even me too, it was like after like, my mom had, like, she saw me and a guy alone at home. Yeah. She now brought up the sex talk yeah. you know you are not a big girl you have to take care of yourself because but she didn't go like if they touch you hmm. okay so she didn't give you she didn't yeah, give you that lie she did, like she gave me the correct sex education about oh, thank god it. yes thank god i think the only sex education i had was when i was about going to the tertiary institution institution and my dad was like you're about to go to the university you meet girls Good and bad. Mm. Use your condom. <laughs> that was the only thing he said to me. Use your condom. Because if you bring any child in this house, I will send you back. Alright, so let's go on with the show. Yego, what about you? I would like to talk on the part where how African parents handle it when their child fail maybe fail in school. Let's use the school now. When you come back home with bad results, first time bad results, second time bad results, third time bad results, they keep beating you and making you feel like their school fees was wasted and all. They don't get to sit you down to ask what exactly happened in school. Don't you get to understand what's happening? And most most of those bad results are 
because of some educational syndrome, Down syndromes like dyslexia, yeah. Yeah. autism, and all. But we, they don't get to know what exactly is wrong with you. They just believe that you're serious, mm. and, and that's you the reason. Yes, you choose to feel like when you get to the like when you get to the university and you um, graduate to a very low class, they just assume oh you wasted your whole university life partying, following friends. They don't get to ask what happened. Sometimes your results are bad because of victimization. Mm. And even if you come home to say, Oh, I was victimized by social lecturer, yeah. they tell you what did you do to the lecturer. You just have to do something. Yeah, you just have to be you, you not the lecturer. Not you it's it's not the lecturer's yeah. fault, it is your fault. You mm. did something, you made yourself available for the lecturer to stereotype mm. you and all that. So I think and when you watch furry movies, when a child comes home with bad results in this grade, they will, oh, what do you like to do? You want to do this? Mm. You want to do that? Do you want to go to, do you want to be a designer? Do you want to go to music school? Do you want to be a dancer? They give you other options apart from education. So I think African parents should try to understand that all failures are not the child's fault. Mm. I like that. Nice one. You see an American child driving a Lamborghini at 19. What? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, okay, Johnson, what about you? Okay, I would like to talk on the aspect of um, dreams and um, probably what an aspiration, yes, um, career in general. Okay, American parents, they tend to support their children in whatever they want to do. Okay, for example, an American child can tell his parents, that I want to become a dancer, for example, and then he'll be like, um, okay, fine, if that is what you want to do, fine. But when you come to Africa, they tend to want to enforce their belief on you. Like, okay, you can say you want to be a, probably a banker, and they'll be like, no, this is a family, this is a family of doctors. You yeah, have just to have to be, be doctor. doctor. So they have you to like, and marry another doctor. Exactly. And give birth to doctor children. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I don't think it is right because these children need to, they need to have a mind of their own mm. yeah. so that it will not affect them in the future okay i'm a perfect example i think i should give an example well while i was about entering my ss1 my parents actually forced me to go in, into science class mm. which i i know i am not good at calculations i don't even like the whole chemicals and stuff i always want I, i've always wanted to be in art class but they actually forced me to go into science class okay you get and then after first term i did well but i didn't do as expected and then my that was when i was very surprised my mom called me i was like also like you since you really don't like this i said yes it was not her, her actually it was my uncle's her uncle that actually said okay this guy should be a doctor you understand but that was not what i wanted for myself so i guess she later realized okay this is not what this boy wants and then she decided to allow me go with what, what, I, what, what i want and to an extent it not to an extent it actually helped me because okay. i am on the line of what you love to do. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I would like to add something like what I said before, Sha. Because, like, Nigerian parents have this stereotype that if you don't go into certain careers, you can't be successful, you can't get rich, or like they don't have that modern mindset of social media and all those other stuff. So, if you tell them you want to be a, an influencer, an online influencer, or a YouTuber, or stuff, like, they'll be wondering. And like they'll be thinking like what do you what what are you trying to how do, do you all this kind of how do you make money out of it so they will now want to force you to do like the typical type of careers that like brings pride and all those stuff like doctors lawyers and all those things but basically american parents allow you 
to like explore mm. and know like what you want to do with yourself and that's why i mentioned what i said yes um, previously because like they end up doing what they want to do and they get richer from it and that's just the fact wow yeah definitely you can add another thing i want to talk about is like how they corner our weddings like, and make it their own hey, it's hey. not your wedding it's our, our wedding. wedding and so like your low budget wedding will turn to a carnival fellowship women association fellowship women when i watch american movies and i just see this outdoor setting yeah like in nigeria you cannot even have your whole always have an overflow and then you guys have to have ashwabi yes, yes. like you have to have 50 ashwabi <laughs> and your ashwabi you're not just still the person that can pick it pick it has to be classy it has to be up to then the groom's ashwabi will be different from the bride's ashwabi i'm telling you like yeah, just make wedding so difficult and most like most single men are scared of getting, getting married because when you think about all the expenses me that just want to start my life like you know to put all the load on my head bam bam goes mm. so like it's one aspect that African parents need to work on. True. All right, everyone. Yeah, the African parents should try to um, accept social media. Okay. Social media is not evil as they've stereotyped it to be. Because I realize that most of our parents are not on social media. Any of the social media, except maybe last last WhatsApp, where they will send us business every morning. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> they can send us business, but they don't try to embrace. And one thing about your parents being on social media is that you get to caution yourself on what to do. Yeah. I, I, I as a person, my dad is on every social media. I can't just go out to do anything on any social media because I know that I need to be cautioned and it has helped me and it has, it has helped make better decisions about things I like, things I repost because most times when I retweet anything on Twitter I get to answer why I retweeted it. Mm. So it's made me understand that you don't just retweet, retweet, you don't just like a post, you have to connect with the post, the post has to reflect to you before you like or retweet yeah. a post so when our parents emulate being on social media they will stop stereotyping it as evil mm. all right thank you so much guys i mean we said a lot a whole lot but we have to wrap it up here and probably on next episode we'll talk about where nigerian parents or african parents are getting it right yeah. in the meantime yeah. i want to first of all say thank you to fainty thank you so much Fainty, for coming welcome. on thank you so much dan you're welcome thank you so much johnson hey you're welcome thank you so much yebo you're welcome. and of course thank you kefas you're welcome all right until we come your way next week with another fresh episode of the capital podcast we're going to be talking about where african parents are getting it right now we talked about where they're getting it wrong but on the next episode we're going to be talking about how they are getting it right so they're not entirely bad at the parenting job, right? Yeah. All right, so thank you so much and uh bye-bye. <laughs>